Good morning and welcome to The Breakfast Show. You are listening right across Australia on 87.6, 87.888, wherever you are, right across Australia, right across the Faith FM network. And you are joined by myself, Lawson, and my wonderful co-host, Danuta. Danuta, how are you doing this morning? I'm doing really well today, Lawson. Yeah? Yeah, really good day. Look, there's no fog to fight this morning on the way over. (laughs) Like, it was just so thick yesterday. No fog? But no fog. Great day. Beautiful. Beautiful weather. I was listening to some great music on the way here. Oh, that's the do you, best. Do you know Carrie Underwood? Carrie Underwood is just brilliant. Mm. And I was listening to one of her songs, How Great Thou Art. That is my mm. absolute favourite song ever. And she does an amazing rendition of it. And, like, seriously, and her voice is amazing. Her songs are amazing. Mm, absolutely. Mm. A song that I have been really into over the last little while it is the song. Oh, it's just coming to my head now. Jesus Messiah. Oh, I yes. think it's originally by That's Chris Tomlin. I mean, yeah. a bunch of people have done versions of it. But that song is amazing. It's really fun to play too. Mm. And for my, for myself as a as a bit of a musician, I've like kind of taken it and done my own mm-hmm. thing with it and changed a bunch of the chords, and it makes it sound really cool. And I'm like, oh, this song is awesome. Yeah. But yeah, music is so great, and it's good on the drive that I have here because I'm 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 about thirty minutes up the road. Uh, I. Um, yeah, just, you know, got some music on. That was the thing that I was fighting today. It wasn't the fog, but it was the traffic yeah. on the way here. There's a, there's one big hill, and usually that hill, uh, up the hill, it's double lane. It's called the gap. Uh-huh. And usually you've got double lanes up the gap so you can pass all the trucks and whatnot that are heading out to the Hunter Valley to pick up coal or whatever. Yeah. But they're doing roadworks, and so, but uh. they're not doing roadworks this morning. There's no one there. They've just closed off one of the lanes, <laughs> and so it means you're just crawling up that hill behind a truck. Yeah. But hey, such as Life. We're here this morning uh, joining you from the Faith of M Studio, the interim one that we have here in Curry Curry, bringing you all kinds of things, positively different news. You're listening to the Breakfast Show podcast on Faith FM, positively different. Hey, what we're doing now, which you might be super into, is giving you another quiz. Mm, well, our first quiz for the day. Yeah, first one for the day. What man, brother of Moses, was priest for the nation of Israel? Mm. What man, brother of Moses? Moses is really well known. In fact, his brother's fairly well known too. But if you're new on your journey with Jesus or, you know, getting to know the mm-hmm. Bible, Go ahead and find where Moses and Moses you'll find in the early part of the Bible, mostly mm-hmm. in the, in well, basically in the start of the second book of the Bible. Mm. So that's a clue for you if you haven't mm. don't know where it is. So what man, brother of Moses, was priest for the nation of Israel? And what we're giving away today mm. is, or this week, that you go into the draw for food as medicine, by, which is cooking for your best health by Sue Rad, which has been awarded the best health and nutrition, nutrition cookbook in the world in 2017. We have it here and we mm. were sharing some recipes yesterday, so we might share some of those again today. Hey? Absolutely. Again, that number is 0491-064-669. That is the number to text if you know the answer. We've already got correct answers flowing in. But yes, if you know 
know who the brother of Moses was, then that's that's all we need. That's all we need this morning. 0491-064-669. Danuna, what is happening in the world of positively different oh, news? Oh, what is some good news? Well, some good news is that in, in the UK, there seems to be a lot of really good things happening in the UK. Um, we, mm. we seem to pull out stories, but the supermarket has been turned into an indoor skate park for the community. Wait, 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 wait. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> Say that to me again. The supermarket. A supermarket has been turned into a skate park, and this okay. is down in Portsmouth uh-huh. in the south coast of the UK. Yeah. Why has that blown your mind? Oh, well, because I just love skating. Yeah. <laughs> like, and riding yeah. bicycles. And I, I grew up when I was younger as like a little hobby. I had my scooter and I remember I bought all these tricked out parts, parts for it. So like wide bars and, and cool wheels and stuff. And yeah, we go to the skate park and do little tricks and do tail whips and 360s and stuff like <laughs> like and and even in during 2020 i was skating a lot uh oh, wow. during covid lockdown yeah that would be a great way to just for mental health hey? absolutely mm. i was right beside the esplanade which is like the the big long um basically the path that wraps around lake macquarie mm-hmm. the northern part of nice. lake macquarie yeah i lived on the esplanade i lived on esplanade i was gonna road. say you'd need to be within your five kilometer radius yeah that's time. right so i could just walk across the road <laughs> jump onto the path there with my skateboard and then I would skate up to Spears Point Park because I was in that area and then I would just spend you know a bunch of time at Spears Point Park just practicing tricks and stuff like that so well no but they've started a skate park is is this an abandoned shopping center yeah yeah it was one that that was basically well closed down and Mm. so it's the the building's been empty it's actually Sainsbury's so when I lived in the UK I shopped a lot in Tesco's and Sainsbury's which is like Coles or Woolies right how long did you live in the UK for for two years. Oh, awesome. Yeah, loved it, loved, 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 loved it. Mm. Didn't have quite the weather of Australia, but mm. loved it, loved the people <laughs> there. Um, we'll bring that up another time too, but, you know, <laughs> I lived down a bit further past Portsmouth, in fact, in Cornwall, which is amazing. Mm. Um, but anyway, so this guy, Jacob Skinner, is mm. the founder of this place, and mm. he, he has supported it with this project for skateboarding for the young people. He says he was really passionate about changing the view of skateboarding in the community, mm. but also that skating and skateboarding for him as a young person really changed his life. Mm. And as we mentioned even yesterday, we brought up the fact that, hey, we've been created mm. to be in relationship with other people. We've been created mm-hmm. to be in community. And so all of us crave to be part of community. And what this does is actually brings particularly the young ones together. In fact, I found out the other day that not far from our place, there's going to be a skate park going up later later this year. Mm. Um, and again, that'll be bringing people together. But my husband and I were in Port Macquarie um, a few weeks ago. And right there on the ocean front, you know, in the park there, there's a skate park there. And it was just full of young people. And uh, we were just talking about the fact with my husband how, how fabulous that is because it's getting the young ones out away from technology and PlayStations mm. and all those things, yep. getting them out in the fresh air, but having that sense of community and joy and just watching the young kids. We just sat there and when we were walking past as well, just watching the joy that these young kids actually had. And it's a safe, safe place for them to actually hang out together. So I thought that was really fabulous news um, and that this that mm. this 
Jacob Skinner. Uh, had such a passion for that. So yeah, isn't that fabulous news? I, like, I love it. Why I, just keep a place empty? Let's let's make use of it and let's make really good use of it. And of course, like for in in terms of skateboarding, one of the one of the kind of core tenets of skateboarding is finding spots and, yeah. and going and skating them. Mm-hmm. And one of the most coveted spots to skate is like in shopping centers and stuff because there's little <laughs> ledges and stuff. But you, you, it's like but you there's, can't. there's heaps of <laughs> yeah. videos of like. Pro skaters filming parts where they'll run into a shopping center, do one trick and run out because they're not allowed to be there. Uh, But it's cool that they've been able to repurpose this place into like a really epic skate spot. And as you said as well, like to give them something to do that is outdoors, it's, you know, healthy, it's fit. I I think potentially the one drawback of skating is is how dangerous it can be mm-hmm. but then it's yeah. fantastic that they're doing this in a community setting where it's like a control relatively controlled environment mm-hmm. and that people can be enabled to yeah you know um like i could imagine the older people in terms of mentoring the younger people and helping them to take those steps in mm. a in a safe way uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a fantastic thing. So I'm, I'm hugely, I'm, I'm like, that's sick. I wish it's that would happen here. Like totally. I would, I would totally go. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, we'll <laughs> let you know where the, the one that it's coming up, not uh, near our place. We'll let you know <laughs> where that one is. Hey, on, a, on another good note, note, still talking about community and how we, we are designed to, to be in relationship. Um, how many friends have you got? Because I know you've got a lot of friends, but I bet your bottom dollar you would never have what I'm about to share with you, the number of friends that have responded. How Like, ballpark figure. Oh, you, how you, many friends do I have? You've got lots, hey. Well, I mean, you could look at my Facebook friends. Like, I think it's like <laughs> 2,000 or something like that. But, oh, man, you right. just, especially in the church community, like, there are so many people who you connect with all over. Like, I've got my Melbourne friends and my Sydney friends. And, and then here in Newcastle, I've got my Avondale friends, okay, my Newcastle right. friends. Okay, all right, don't boast too much. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's really good. Okay, 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 yeah, We get the picture, and that's really fantastic. Yeah. You've got so many. So, yeah. hey, there's a young boy 11 year old in texas sure. by the name of shaden walker mm-hmm. who went door knocking he he went to his neighbor's place his dog mm-hmm. used to go off into his neighbor you know he started going to his neighbor's place so anyway he knocked on the door of his neighbor's place and Bren, brennan ray was the one that actually um opened the door and it's actually caught on security camera this particular interaction anyway this young boy so went around asking in the neighborhood, he's saying he's looking for some friends mm. really bad. I really, really, really want to get some friends because he was the friends in this community were being bullied, um, bullying him because he's got some, dis- you know, some, some disorders, disabilities, and he didn't want to hang around with those friends anymore. So he went door knocking wow. to find friends. Isn't that just jolly incredible? Anyway, <laughs> there's this interaction on the security camera of the neighbor with him. And, and this guy goes to him to shade and he said, I do, but I've only, I, sorry, I've only got a two year old. He goes, I love two year olds. Mm. They're just the coolest thing. I want to hang out with her. And because this, this young boy, Shaden, was just so happy and so friendly and so kind, guess what this neighbor did? He thought, I'm going to help this guy. So he put it on TikTok and you'll never guess how many people responded. Seven. At least 10. 70. Million. Oh. <laughs> 70 million. Well, compassionate is that. And he's got, so now he's got all these people that have responded from Austria, from Holland, from Australia, from all different places <laughs> of the world. So he's not just got some friends that have started, you know, happening in the local area, mm. but he's also got these other friends, you know, now 
I mean, that probably hooked him up now with TikTok or Facebook or something like that so that he can keep in front, in, mm. in contact with them. But yeah, so this neighbor said, I figured I could post it and some local people would see it and help me to connect with them. But in fact, you know, there was all these responses from, from right around. And so these neighbors have become just really good friends. Mm. But I just thought how incredible. And I thought of the numbers, but my mind also just uh, went to, um, in, in Luke chapter 14, where, where Jesus has a parable. Mm. And the master of the house actually invites, sends out invitations uh, to to some guests, but the guests actually come up with all these different excuses. You know, mm. I've bought land, I've got oxen, I'm newly married, I don't want to come. And so the master of the house says to his servants, go out into the streets, go out to the poor, go out and actually mm. call the lame, the blind, the poor, the crippled, anyone that's in need, invite them and I want to fill my house. Mm. And that whole story is about how God God is actually willing to serve sinners and save sinners and wants to fill the house. So it's all about the kingdom of heaven. And I just love that story. And I just love, so I just love how, you know, what this guy has done is actually filled this young man's life mm. by putting it on TikTok and actually 70 million have responded. Isn't that so cool? Yeah, uh, it's amazing. And I think as well for, you know, for us when we're seeking, you know, friendship and connection with people, um, there are people out there who are willing to connect. We might feel isolated in our situations, but God is, I think, working to find us people who we can connect with and bond with over our, you know, various things. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. That was Carol Robertson with A Thing Called Love. You are listening to The Breakfast Show here on Faith FM. And we are going to have our next quiz. Mm, what prophet anointed the young David as Israel's king to succeed Saul? Mm. Saul was a king. And this one, what we're looking for is the prophet. What prophet anointed the young David as Israel's king to succeed? So many people know the story of David and Goliath. And mm-hmm. so this is who we're talking about. Who, uh, what prophet anointed the young David as Israel's king to succeed Saul? And you go into the draw. Text us your answers. They're coming through already. We've got quite a few. Um, and it's actually you go into the draw for food as medicine, cooking for your best health. I just want to mm. read something from that. It says, yes. unfortunately, despite significant advances in medicine, this is Sue Rad writing in, this, in her book at the introduction, unfortunately, despite significant advances in medicine in recent years, the value of food as a form of medicine is still under-recognized. Few universities or hospitals offer culinary medicine classes to help their graduates and students learn how to stay well. But imagine if hospitals showed each patient with a chronic disease how to cook tasty, healthy food as part of their treatment and rehab mm. program. And so that's what her cookbook does. It actually helps to, to uh, teaches you, gives fabulous recipes on tasty and healthy food to help you to prevent you from getting chronic diseases, which very much are lifestyle-related these days. Mm, absolutely. Hey, 0491-064-669 is the number to text if you know the answer. And if you send in the correct answer, you will go into the draw to win this book, which is happening on Friday. So just a couple days away. You want to bank those questions, you know, put that time, those questions, those guesses in the bank so you'll be you'll be ready. You'll have those chances. Hey, you are listening to The Breakfast Show this morning. And as I was saying in our introduction to the show, we have a story here where Catholic Mass has been banned in Alaska. 
That's an interesting place for like Alaska because it's not commonly known as a really big Catholic country. Is it well, really? well, Alaska, you know, being, compared to other countries. Well, I mean. one of the states, uh, you know, being one of the states of the United States, and to think that oh man, Catholic mass is being banned in the United States is at all. It's like, well, why is this happening? But it, I, I am clickbaiting you a little bit. The context is it has been banned, but the reason it has been banned is because of the use of alcoholic wine in jails. Oh. And so it's specifically been banned in jails. What if the jails go, oh, so the mass, mass, the mass in jail. The mass in oh, jails. Okay, so you didn't say that at the start. Right, that's right. You, was, that's your catch. I was clickbaiting you guys. Yo. I was I bait and switched. And, <laughs> no, but hear me out, hear me out, hear me out. You know, don't get, don't get the pitchforks out. Don't get the torches. Hear me out. I got some stuff to say. But essentially, so the Alaska's Department of Corrections have put an interim ban on essentially mass and this is because they've banned alcoholic wine being used for mass now for catholics and according to there's there's a a a phrase here it's the 2004 vatican instruction redemptionitis uh yeah that's what it's called sacramentum yes a redemptionis (laughs) sacramentum Uh, according to this for the validity of the sacraments other kinds of drinks meaning like even including non-alcoholic wine, cannot be admitted for any reason as they do not constitute valid matter. Mm. So essentially, if you use anything other than alcoholic wine to do the Mass, the Mass is not valid. And well, for Catholics, if you don't receive the sacraments, you aren't saved. Mm. And so this has essentially led to a halting of Catholic Mass happening in Alaska for, in prisons because the prisons are like, well, we don't want alcohol any presence of alcohol within the jail whatsoever even if it's for mass because of the potential that there is for to get misplaced or anything like that it's this is a security so, risk so and an hold, issue. On, hold on were they having mass before this yes right and were they using non-alcoholic wine They're using or alcoholic wine they were using the alcoholic wine yes so why the sudden change now uh well i i Oh, personally, I think it's a fantastic change mm. um, because we someone's s- made a real strong stand. Well, because in in jail, and I've, I have multiple friends who have been to jail before, and they have told me stories of how they have while being in jail. Now they've come out of jail, and their lives have changed, and there's some really amazing stories. But while being in jail, you know, manipulating mm. certain correctional officers, and you know, uh, I had one friend who told me a story who they basically convinced their correctional officer to get them a phone and bring it into jail. Like, all kinds of sketchy stuff happens in jail. You know, it's it's just one of those places where you can't take the risk. Well, drugs even get in, don't for, they? For drugs yeah. as well, yeah. For the sake of the rehabilitation of those in jail, it's like, hey, let's take no risks. And so they've taken this stance and they said, well, even bringing a bottle of wine into the jail for mass is a risk. I because, think that's fabulous. And though, so they're um, like, well, we're going to ban it. But then for, for the Catholics who are there, they're like, well, well, then we can't do mass because we need alcoholic wine. And and for me, now, we participate in communion as Christians. It's been given to us by Jesus as a symbol. And he says, here is the bread. It represents my body. And we always, we get the unleavened bread. But then he says, here is the wine. Now, wine is the in the Bible. The word itself does not stipulate whether it's alcoholic mm-hmm. or not. It's the word that they used blanket, mm-hmm. uh, in a blanket context for 
any That's type right. of juice that comes from grapes. grapes. And it would be yeah. the context of, you know, the usage of it where you could see whether it was alcoholic or not. For example, you read in the Proverbs where, where it's uh, Solomon writing, don't even look at That's- strong drink and wine as it sparkles in the glass. And it's like, okay, you know, and then it says because it makes the eyes blurry, it makes That's you right. a mocker and a blur- baller, uh, a brawler. And it's like, okay, obviously in this context, it's talking about alcohol you know, an alcoholic drink that intoxicates. But then you look at a, t- a context like, say, the wedding at Cana. Yes. And this is something that I stand quite, you know, firmly for, that they were not drinking alcoholic wine. And you can say, well, well the Bible just says wine. How can you, and they're at a wedding. How can you assert that? And my assertion comes from the fact that they had been at this wedding for three days, drinking nonstop, and none of them are dead. Like that's, that's, that's the first thing they've run out of wine. And then Jesus does a miracle producing new wine. And the assertion that's made and that is that it's 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 the the best, it's the best. (laughs) Why did you leave it to the end? (laughs) It is the best, freshest, best tasting wine. And that's because it's grape juice. There is just simply no like way. If you've had experience drinking and especially drinking at Mm. a wedding, like drinking alcohol, there is no way that you can read that story and say, Oh yeah, they're definitely drinking alcoholic wine. It would be, I think it would be, you know, pulling away from the Mm. historical context that we have and from the experiential context that we have. Mm. But regardless, yeah. And the fact that Jesus followed, Mm -hmm. followed the Torah and he knew, and he knew the scriptures. Yeah. He knew the scriptures. So when Proverbs says that, you know, Jesus knew the scriptures. Yeah, absolutely. Why would he make alcoholic wine? Even furthermore, we know that Jesus became our high priest and we know that one of the stipulations of being the high priest is that you didn't drink. Mm. And finally, like, I think the biggest thing is that there's just not going to be alcohol in heaven. Mm. Like fermentation won't exist. Mm. Like it's, it's just not going to be there. So, so yeah. it's, it's really at the end of the day, it's not needed. And when we do communion, we use un, non-alcoholic grape mm. juice mm. and it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. And we are giving, you know, you know, uh, we are uplifting God and giving, you know, taking in the bread and the wine, remembering him, remembering the sacrifice mm. that he made for us and the commission that he's given mm. us. But there's no need for it to be alcoholic. And for the for the Catholic Church to make this like incredibly, you know, direct stipulation that unless the the wine is alcoholic, you cannot you know, it, it, your salvation won't count. Mm. Well, first and foremost, you know, participating in communion is not a requirement of salvation. Mm. Um, I think participating in communion is definitely something that we should do as Christians mm. as we are on the salvific journey, as mm. we're following Jesus. He's given it to us to remember him. But at the end of the day, man, the, fee- the thief on the cross couldn't do communion. Like he, yeah. he was hanging there. He couldn't even get baptized. Yeah. But Jesus saved him. And so That's it. I, I think, again, putting these hard and, and rigorous restrictions, that are like ones that are you know, lead to the active impeding of life and intoxication. I know that they're drinking, you know, just a tiny little bit <laughs> of wine and it, and it doesn't make you drunk, but I'm like, just why, why even go there? Mm. Why even do it? Like it's, and, yeah. and especially in a jail. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, Hey, let's leave it out. I and, think that's a great stand they've made. Absolutely. So hopefully they can still practice communion within the jail, but in a context that is actually benefiting to yeah. those who are receiving it. And that is remembering Jesus for his sacrifice and helping and enabling them to have a repentant relationship with him. If you've got any thoughts on this, hey, 0491-064-669 is the number two text. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. We are going to have our next quiz. 
fill in the blank, I will praise thee with uprightness of heart when I shall have learned thy righteous blank. What's the word that goes there? I could give away where it comes from, but I'm not going to. (laughs) Fill in the blank. I will praise thee with uprightness of heart when I shall have learned thy righteous blank. What's the word that goes there? Of course, it's written by David and it's in... And he meditates on God's excellence in that space, uh, in that whole chapter. So, yeah, give us the word there. Absolutely. If you know the answer to that one, 0491-064-669 is the number to text. And our prize for this week, of course, Food as Medicine, an incredible cookbook, which we are wanting to give to you absolutely for free. This absolute brick of a thing. This weapon of a thing. A huge, massive, awesome, great-looking cookbook. We want to give it to you absolutely for free. 0491-064-669. You just have to win the draw. And to get into the draw, you just have to answer these questions correctly you are listening to the breakfast show and we have on the phone with us jennifer skews our resident mental health expert jennifer are you there with us i am totally you're totally oh you are i'm totally here you're not disassociating you're not somewhere else i'm with it this morning just as well oh praise god now jennifer what are we going to be talking about this morning Well, we're going to continue on with the topic we've been looking at, which at this point is the mind-body connection. Mm -hmm, Um, And, of course, the mind includes the thoughts and the feelings. And I'm going to start with this was in a Newsweek headline in 2006 and says that scientists are mapping the pathways that link emotion to health. Mm. So I'm not just talking about something that – I think is true. It's actually been investigated and they can show that this is true. Mm. And there's a comment that says anxiety, alienation and hopelessness are not just feelings. Neither are love, serenity and optimism. All are physiological states that affect our health just as clearly as obesity or physical fitness. Mm. And the brain, which is an interesting comment, and the brain as the source of such states offers a potential gateway to countless other tissues and organs from the heart and the blood vessels to the gut and the immune system. Mm. Wow, so so there's an incredible connection. Yeah, Absolutely. And uh, this is where I've said before about for every negative thought, it impacts every cell of the body. But when you have a negative thought, you have a negative feeling. Mm. So if you're, this is where feelings can be a barometer. And this is where it's connecting your, your mind to your whole body and it's resonating negatively or positively. And, of course, every positive thought has positive feelings, but it also resonates and, as I've said before, it uplifts the cells and it actually regenerates them, it can heal them. So working out, going through the day and monitoring those feelings, am I feeling a bit down? What am I thinking? Mm. Because the thoughts are your powerhouse. Mm. I don't. Yeah, I don't know if you've ever listened to your thoughts. It's a bit scary. <laughs> yeah, sometimes they they sound almost really loud to me. Yes. Sometimes it's almost like somebody's speaking to you and you've kind of got to go, shut that down. Like you said yes. last week, oh, that you've got to intentionally make a point of, yes. of thinking positively and then creating new pathways in the brain. 
Absolutely. Um, and and mm. I, I love what you just said earlier too, that it actually, um, what was the word you used, regenerates or um, the, the, the cells. It does, all the cells. That's mm. incredible. Mm. Tell, us, yeah, tell us more. And you'll find that when people are sick and diseased and often, not always, but often their attitude is, um, particularly when it's caused by this problem, is very negative. Right? Mm. Now I know there are people who have injuries and they've got permanent disabilities and they're in a lot of pain, but their positive thinking and they don't complain about it makes a huge difference to their quality of life, even though they've got physical pain. So we're not talking about that. And sure, if you've got a physical disability, you can make it 10 times worse by thinking negatively because it resonates to all the cells. Mm-hmm. But um, they actually have a term you, which I dare say you've heard because it is all in your mind, literally. It's called psychosomatic illness. Mm. So have you... Have you heard that term before? Yeah, absolutely. It's essentially mm. describing an illness that is self-induced mentally, like because you believe yes. you have it, so then you have it. That's it. We can actually create it in our system, um, which again is a bit scary when you think about yeah, it. But this, this is the power of the mind. So psycho means the mind, whereas somatic is the, I think it's the Latin word soma for body. So it's that mind-body connection uh, they're talking about. And mm-hmm. I find often um, the medical profession, when they can't explain what the illness is, will talk about it's psychosomatic. Mm-hmm. So, um, in other words, they don't, pills aren't going to fix it. They don't, uh, no, but they will then refer you to a psychologist or someone to help you um, or a counsellor to help you to work out what that mind body is doing. Mm. Um, so it's just being aware of the power of our thoughts. Now, science is saying that approximately 90% of modern day disease comes under this term, psychosomatic illness. Wow, 90%. 90% That's is what really they've estimated. High, isn't it? it is. But um, so even if you've got something wrong with you, what you do with it, with the mind and how it affects the body, exacerbates it, makes it worse. So, so you're saying nine out of ten times that I go to the doctor, I could just think differently and it would solve my problems. Well, a lot of the time I believe it would, unless you've fallen <laughs> over. Is, <laughs> sure, sure, you know, if you could pull the x-ray out and there's something really broken, then absolutely. But wow, That's that different. So, yeah. so I can overcome a B12 deficiency by just thinking different? Nah, probably not. Um, again, these are, these are things, that, like as you said, yeah. these are things that can be like, you know, we, we can monitor and we can see, but, you know, yes. for those that we can't, and as you said, you know, different psychological issues, it's, it's really, yes. at the end of the day, taking those steps to think better about it. Absolutely. Now, we're talking about things, these, um, nowadays there's a lot of what we call inflammatory disorders mm. and about, oh, prop, there's a huge, I've estimated about 80 different inflammatory disorders, which includes things like uh, cancer, headaches, um, migraines, things like that. A lot of that is what we call that psychosomatic factor, but mm. it brings disease on. You know, oh, and this wow. is where um, uh, one is fibromyalgia. A lot of people are now being um, yes. diagnosed with, but it is actually psychosomatic origins that then the inflammation, because when we think negative thoughts, we cause a lot of inflammation in the body. And sure, what we eat can wow. fuel it as well, wow. but that it's the inflammation where disease sets in. 
fibromyalgia, that's interesting. That's from psychosomatic stuff. A lot of it is, particularly initially, but once you get the inflammation, so one of the things I do is get people to look at how can I reduce the inflammation in my body. Mm. One, you have to change your thinking because that's a major contributor. Mm. So then we can go through, um, you know, what am I thinking? What are my beliefs? You know, how can I shift it? That's that reprogramming. Mm. Um, But also there are a lot of lifestyle options like reducing stress, stress, causes inflammation, mm-hmm. lack of exercise and the sorts of things we put in our body, the junk food we might eat or sugar is highly inflammatory. So mm-hmm. this is where that education helps people to change on all the, the mental, emotional, physical and, of course, the spiritual. Mm-hmm. If we feed on God's word, it's, it, it uplifts it de-inflames the system because it gives us hope. It helps us spiritually to grow. It helps us to be connected to God. Mm. So there's lots of things we can do that make a huge difference and bring down that inflammation. Mm. Wow, that's powerful. It is powerful. We have more power within us than we realize by the choices we make. Mm. Uh, Now, there's some interesting examples. One of the earliest examples of this um, psychosomatic process was as early as 1886. They were looking at allergies and they studied someone who was allergic to roses and they would undergo a severe allergic reaction when contact was made with roses. So what they did, the experiment, they took a bunch of artificial roses that looked exactly like roses and the moment the person looked at them, they started to have an allergic reaction. Wow. And they weren't real roses, yes. So this is that psychosomatic. So the mind beholds it and the whole body reacts because the mind is telling the body, these are roses and I'm allergic. That is incredible. Isn't it? Yes. And that the artificial ones and just the the power, there it is, the power of the mind of what it does when we just allow it to, to go into that direction. Yes, because we've the mind's connected it, and maybe at one time we had a reaction to roses of some sort, but when there is no real rose and it's artificial, it triggers it. Mm. And this is where trauma, it's like a trauma response, okay? Yep. Because if we have a bad experience in the past, we keep applying it. Yeah. Um, for example, someone who's been bitten by a dog as a child and is terrified of dogs. As soon as they see a dog as an adult, they go into this trauma response. But the dog is a friendly dog wagging its tail, not doing any harm, but they believe it's vicious because that's what happened back there. So we mm. actually carry that message in our mind and we keep applying it over and over again. Mm. So this is where we get phobias and that. And, of course, it increases, increases inflammation in the body and we're back to this psychosomatic illness mm. so uh, be careful what we think yeah <laughs> absolutely that that is incredible i am like shocked as particularly the allergic <laughs> reaction i actually in in the similar regard i heard a study that had been done and they basically got a group of people and they 
you know, they they convince them, okay, there's one controlled group that is drinking alcoholic wine and there's another controlled mm-hmm. group that's drinking non-alcoholic wine and the the group that was drinking non-alcoholic wine, you know, they were, like, all fine and sober. The group that, that was drinking alcoholic wine, you know, as they're drinking and they're drinking, they gave them, you know, they're like, okay, you're going to stay the night here and everything and, and they're just yeah. feeding them and feeding them alcohol and they're getting more and more drunk and then I think it was two or three hours into the experiment after they'd had maybe five standard or six standard drinks, something like that, like mm-hmm. enough to really mess you up. All these people mm-hmm. are acting drunks and then they just reveal nothing you've been drinking is alcoholic. You're absolutely fine. And everyone stops slurring their speech. They, they, it was like, there was a, I, I heard a testimony from one of the participants and they were like, all of a sudden I was just fine. I was just like, oh wait, no, I'm actually okay. And they're just like standing yeah. there and they're like, I'm all good. And then they just yes. got in their car and drove home. Yep, well, this is what happens. This is that mind-body connection. Not that I recommend we experiment with that. Absolutely, absolutely. But it's... It's, it's uh, a great example yeah. of how we do that. Mm, mm. Mm. Yeah, There are two types of... Well, there is psychosomatic. There's mm. also another mind-body response, and that's the trauma response, uh, which comes more under the heading of... Um, like the memory of the trauma of the dog. Mm. And they've uh, they found this out particularly through veterans and specifically Vietnam veterans. They found when they came mm. back from um, the war and they came back to civilian life, there were certain things that would happen. For example, they'd be walking down the street and the car would backfire and they were back in the jungle fighting. Yeah, they'd absolutely. hit the deck. They um, And even visually, you know, where I worked at a psych hospital, they had uh, someone, uh, he was ex-Vietnam Vietnam veteran, and he actually had a dream that triggered it and uh, he thought he was back in his mm. tent and that and he was in his bed in the hospital and even visually it triggers it. That is not psychosomatic, it's a programmed experience that has been triggered and it's mm. usually triggered emotionally. Mm. So, so we have two types of reactions but generally it's more what we call that psychosomatic what the mind is doing and the body's responding. Um, but we can also have that trauma response. Mm-hmm. So it's, uh, it's interesting to see how the mind works and what it can do. Yes. Mm. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm. Wow. Mm. Mm. I had a, another client who, um, again, ex-veteran, and they found that um, the sound of thunder was like being back in a war zone. Mm. Right, and so it would trigger that trauma response. So, it's, and but to treat it, you go back to that mind-body connection. Mm. Okay, well, can you start thinking? No, it's only thunder. I'm okay because the body, the mind is giving the message to the body, and we've got to reprogram every mm. cell of the body as well. Mm-hmm. So, mm. we must remember the power of the mind and what we can do to really help ourselves to get through a day mm. and not take on that trauma or that response, or if we're not feeling well, even there's something like a headache, we can actually um, work with the mind to help ourselves through it. Absolutely. Jennifer, thank you so much for sharing with us this morning. We are going to continue on with our show. Thanks for being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1-800-FAITH-FM.